How's it going? It's Mac, and I'm here as always with my good buddy Peter. Hey guys, how's it going? What's going on, Peter? Not too much. Not too much, eh? Busy recently, but oh yeah, no, just end of the year stuff. Busy time of year. Yeah, for everybody. I feel you, man. It's been crazy. At the time of this recording, we got a lot of snow last night. Yes, we did. So, but finally. The good people of uh, Central Ohio have kept the roads clear, so good for you. Yeah, Pat yourselves yeah. on the back. <laughs> Peter, I don't know if you know what time it is, but it's time for our segment that we started in the last couple episodes we didn't do because what? we're amateurs, we're rank amateurs. <laughs> but it's time for the question of the week. <laughs> some question of the week this week's question since we're talking about a movie that could give you nightmares uh oh peter what's your dream job dream job hmm that's a good one yeah that's a pretty good one it's always a hard one because you don't you know you don't want to just be like well i don't want to work because you'd get bored come on i mean (laughs) you know gotta because then you gotta have money to fund whatever you want to do so it's like well why not have that job doing what you want to do right but then if you start making your hobby or anything work, I feel like it can ruin it. It can't. That definitely so can. Question. That definitely can happen with that, because then it then it becomes work and it's no longer fun. Yeah. But I mean, your ideal job to where you figure this is something I I would enjoy. I wouldn't mind going in and doing. And it's a pretty good question. I think a lot of people will probably know off the top of their head, even if it's something fantastical or ridiculous. I don't mm. know. Nothing, buddy? Elf surgeon? No. Uh, you said fantastic. <laughs> no. Elf surgeon. That's very specific. So you don't want to operate on any gnomes or uh, no, hobbits. A little gnome racist, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Just elves. No Bigfoots or unicorns? Maybe some unicorns. Maybe some unicorns? It's <laughs> on the side? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a really a good Elf one. Elf surgeon. Um, what? what it, if you want to <laughs> oh say... <my> <laughs> No, I guess if you take all the, uh, if you know, for a fantasy sort of a thing, some sort of a race car driver would be fun. That just sounds like... I don't see how you could get bored of that. If you were really good Especially at it, you, you're a car you know, guy. assuming you're good at it because you are a race car driver in this scenario, Yeah. That I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of politics and all that kind of stuff to go along with it, but if you assume, you know, for our fantasy here, none of that matters. Yeah? Uh, I think something like that would be good for me. Peter was a race car driver. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's a little primus for people who, of our age. Yeah, I got it. I know you got it. No, uh, so the race car driver—that'd be awesome. So, what kind of race car driver would you be? Like a rally racer, Indy car dr- racer, NASCAR? Jack of all trades. No, uh, really? No, uh, <laughs> wow. In this scenario, no. In this scenario, dirt. Uh, no, I dirt like bikers. R- you know, rally. I think would yeah. be a lot of fun because that's so like, you know, dangerous. <laughs> it's super just... dangerous, and you get to see like if you're not 
always on a track. Yeah. You get to go to different parts of the world. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. That's, Could, that would be great. I have one request. Can I be your navigator? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> but yeah, something like that P- would be fun. Peter, can you hear me? Turn, turn left. Turn left. <laughs> I can hear you. Str- <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> uh, no. I don't know what I. Uh, I I kind of think for me, um, if I wanted my dream job, probably would be either just a novelist or a comedy writer. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm funny. My mom says I'm cool. So (laughs) no, I I think I I would enjoy that. I don't know that I would be any good at it, but if I could do that as my job and get paid for it, I I would love that. I think that would be just a really great... Well, in this scenario, if you assume that you are good at it and you assume that you're in there doing it and you think that sounds like it'd be fun. I think if I can make a living at it and people would enjoy my books, I wouldn't want to be like world famous, but I'd actually (laughs) want to be like, you know what? That guy's a pretty decent writer. I enjoy his, his books. If that's all I, the praise I ever got, I would. I honestly would be happy with that. And honestly, if I could just pay my bills and no one knew what I was, <laughs> exactly. who I was, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd still be okay with. It. I'd be like, you know what? I get to do what I enjoy, and uh, I get to explore my craft. That would be cool. So yeah. Peter would be world famous race car driver, and I would write his biography. There you go. And, and it, it'd be hilarious. It w- <laughs> you said comedy writer. <laughs> well, was, I, it, either or, either or. Um, but mostly just, I, I would really enjoy that. And uh, the title of the book would be, uh, Peter is a race Somehow car driver? <laughs> Somehow I managed. Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So that's our question of the week. Please feel free to chime in. Tweet at us what your dream job would be. And also, you can email us too. And tweet, tweet it at us, at SuperMovieBall. Email us at supermovieball at gmail.com. That would be great. Yeah. Cool. Well, now I got a question for you. (gasps) Two truths. One brand new segment this is new so we're gonna go with let's go with gary oldman oh i love i love gary oldman so i'm gonna read three things and i found these just from basic imdb trivia so i didn't dig too deep so don't worry uh (laughs) but so let's say number one he almost went into music number two he punched ron perlman in the jewels (sighs) number three he was arrested for drunk driving with Kiefer sutherland oh those are good these are good peter these are good. Uh, all three of those sound real. All right, give me give me a second. Yep. Um, so almost went into music. Almost went into music. Punched Ron Perlman in the ju- jewels. In the junk. Okay. <laughs> all up in his junk. Or he was arrested for drunk driving with Kiefer Sutherland. Arrested for drunk driving with, was he driving with Kiefer? You, know, you can't let's tell me. Yes. You can't tell me. He was, let's say yes. Okay. Because um, he wouldn't have been I love Gary Ullman and I, and I really like the segment. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm going to go ahead and say the two things that are true are 
he almost went into music and he was arrested for drunk driving with Kiefer Sutherland. I don't think he would punch Ron Perlman in the jewels, but I could be wrong. You're correct. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. It didn't sound like him. He actually sound, he seems like a real decent guy. But he is a drunk. Well, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so, I, hey, look, Hollywood <laughs> people, they're either in the drugs or alcohol. Um, actually, you know, drunk driving, that's not cool. That's not cool. But uh, neither is punching somebody in the junk. <laughs> that's so. very true. <laughs> somehow, what they did. somehow getting pulled over for truck driving, in my mind, is better than punching somebody in the junk. And wow. that's not true at all. That's funny. The views and opinions expressed by Mac are not the views and opinions of Super Movie Ball Incorporated. <laughs> Okay, that was fun. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah, I almost want another one, but I'm not going to be greedy. It's fine. We've All got right. more for future episodes. For future episodes. Excellent job. Well, it's time to get into it, but we got to get our buddy, our robotic pal, our robot, Spew. Warning. Warning. Spoiler. Alert. I am Spoiler Protection Edict Widget, or Spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way. So bask in spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into, baby. Thank you, Spew. Appreciate it. Getting into it. Doing it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Me either. My brain just sort of misfiring. Um, Peter. Yep. What glorious movie do you have for us today, sir? This week, let's discuss a movie from 86 again. Again? About... We can't get away from it, it seems. I have a rant about that, but that'll be for another episode. Oh. About the 80s. It's a good rant, but why we keep choosing things in the 80s? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Because it's the best decade ever? So, that'll be coming in a, in a future episode. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, this one from 86, it's called Terror Vision. So it is a comedy horror sci-fi. I yeah. like this one because it's it is kind of a horror. It is definitely sci-fi, but it is ultimately a comedy, and it does not take itself too seriously at any points. Not and at it, all. It's a fun one. So I, that's why I chose this one. So we'll step through it here as we do and see what we think and why. Yeah, let's just get right into it. So this movie, uh, real quick, let me. I'm gonna go through some people that are in it, just real quick. We have uh, Diane Franklin, who is the daughter. She plays Susie, which is the daughter. She's okay. notable for being Monique in Better Off Dead. She yeah, is Princess I, Joanna in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay, I love Better Off Dead. That's a that's actually an underrated film. I, we should talk about it. Some I point. like that. One. That's a really great one good by Savage one. Steve Holland. You might know from Eek <laughs> yeah. the Cat. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because I, you know, I had seen this movie a few times. Actually, I didn't realize it was her. Because oh, I, really? I mean, she's wearing so much makeup and everything in this. In but. Better Off Dead, she's um, uh, French. She's French and she's a brunette in that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But uh, and then we've got uh, uh, Garrett Graham, who's the dad. He is Stan. Yeah. He's definitely a guy that you, when you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen him in something. Yeah, before. You, yeah. So he was in a ton of TV roles between the '70s and '90s. Okay. And. I, I mean, there were TV shows that you would know in there, but it was just like he'd be on for an episode. Right. So, he, he was not a, a wasn't mainstay. A main character. But as soon yeah. as you see him, you recognize him. Definitely. You're like, I yeah. know that guy from something. Yeah. But then you go to look him up and you're like, oh, I don't know what it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And you go and you're like, well, I thought he was in this. Yeah. Maybe I saw him in that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so Mary Warnov plays uh, Raquel, which is the mom. 
Yeah. She is notable for lots of B movies uh, from the 70s to current. She even still has new movies coming out. Uh, she was part of Andy Warhol's uh, Warhol's entourage. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she was at the Silver Factory, which was like the original The Factory, you know, for him. That explains uh, she, her love of B-movies. Yeah, though. so she likes that stuff. So she's appeared uh, as a random thing. Uh, Paul Bartel is a guy that you would know if you saw him, but she's been in 10 films with this guy. You'll know him from something if you look him up. Um, but she has just a ton of great B movies, you know, stuff like Chopping Mall, Death Race 2000, <laughs> Rock and Roll High School, even with the Ramones. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so definitely somebody you'll know or recognize. Uh, and then also uh, John Grease is in this. Uh, he plays OD. He's the boyfriend that comes over. Uh, he is, I, I mean, for me, he stands out as Uncle Rico. Yeah, um, every, everybody Time. knows him as Uncle Rico. He's um, been in a ton of stuff. He's been but. in, I mean, X-Files and everything. Yeah. So he's been in all kinds of stuff. Mostly just bit He parts, was even so, in, so. yeah, he was a bit part in Taken. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Yeah, that. he's okay. he's one of Liam Neeson's friends. I did not remember Yeah, that. you don't really remember him. <laughs> and then the last one I'll mention was uh, Burt Remsen. He's grandpa. Uh, he, so he's the old man. When you see him, he's definitely one, too. I know him from something. So he has 195 acting credits on IMDb. Which no way. Is, is pretty high. And I will mention that he was in Blood Fist 6. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that, that classic. Exactly. Well, we had a <laughs> We we all know Blood Fist 6. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you if you look him up, you've seen him in something before. I mean, he's been in just so much stuff. Yeah. So, uh before we get into the story, the other thing I thought was pretty interesting that I found was just oh, the yeah? uh, the poster for the movie was actually made before the script was ever written. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those. Okay. So that I, actually I that explains a lot. Yeah, because the poster we'll is pretty it. cool, but it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it. <laughs> so so as the movie opens up, we open up on Planet Pluton, where you can keenly notice, I have it on in the background here, that there is a USS Enterprise model that's upside down, missing its engines. Oh, it is. It's painted to be a building. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. I was like, oh, it's just some weird alien building. But it's totally the USS Enterprise 1701 upside down without its engines. If you've ever seen the Enterprise, it's the saucer section and like the long, like oblong part of it. Yeah, and like the, the, the long part they have angled up. So it's like kind of like a satellite. It's which is sort of play into this. Yeah, show. it's actually so. kind of cool. It's I mean, you obviously notice from right from the beginning that it's a model. Oh yeah, it's it, it's pretty bad looking. It's pre- and it, on on purpose. <laughs> yeah, oh clearly. You can tell it's that's, done on purpose. That's like the it's, great thing about this movie. Everything that looks cheesy is on purpose. It's on purpose. It's it's kind of giving you a little wink. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's not just a low budget thing. Right. It's like, you know, because it comes up planet Pluton sanitation department mutant creation disposal unit is what comes up up on here. So mutant creature disposal. Oh creature, I'm yeah. sorry. No, can't okay. read. Oh, that's all right. So, yeah, so this is where we're at now. So we're on Pluton, and it then it kind of pans across the Enterprise here. <laughs> but then we go inside, and we end up seeing uh, this red creature that's, like, growling and stuff. And it looks like he's kind of clearly behind a hatch as it fades out from him. And then we see another alien creature who's more like a people style biped standing upright. Uh, uh, humanoid, yeah. <laughs> humanoid. Thing. Yeah. No, uh, it, I like the... Uh, the creature behind the glass. Yeah, he's got like a pincer, like thing. Yep. And he's like got a like claw. a yeah. like a yeah, like a claw. Yeah. And then um, he's got like a another like limb <laughs> appendage, like that's just sort of like comes to a point. 
and it's got like eyes here and there and a mouth. Nothing is really symmetrical at all. It's just like this amorphous blob. Yeah. The yeah. alien sort of looks like a underwater sea creature. Yeah, he does. He's got scales. He's got scales and the big ears. It's actually pretty yeah. cool looking. I like the I like the makeup. Yeah. No, I, they, they actually did a good job on that. I actually. I don't know if you if I'm skipping ahead for you, You're but okay. I, but You're I actually lo- like the production value of this movie. I think there's a lot of care and there's a lot of love in it. There it, is. it if I can say this, it looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> that's a, you know that's but, a good analogy. But it has yeah. the tone of like it has the tone of Pee Wee's Playhouse. If you've ever watched that show, it's very silly, very campy, but it has like the content of married with children, which we'll get into. So it's like a weird mix. That's the only thing I could really equate it to. No, you're right. It does kind of feel campy like a kid's show. Or campy something. like a kid's show, but then there's some stuff in there that's like definitely not a kid's show. Definitely not a kid's show. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like a kid's show in the best possible way. Like there's sure. a lot of imagination and it feels like like uh, when they're walking through or walking up to the houses, there's like a lot of like like orange and red light behind them yeah to make it seem like they're on a set but like on a set of a kid's show so it's like oh hi neighbor how's it going and there's like fake bushes behind them yeah and nothing actually looks real but it feels very friendly and very like oh we're in a we're in an imaginary version of yeah Yeah. it's like uh, make-believe like an imaginary version of a real neighborhood but i don't want to get too far ahead but i really love the look of everything it feels great like yeah, you're just yeah. like okay i'm in for a fun time yeah because well no it's a good time to mention it though because we talk about this cheesy little planet model thing with an enterprise upside down and right but like you said everything is kind of done on purpose it all feeds into the overall feel of the movie i yeah. love the feel of this movie yes it's got and a great tone it's just it is cool because you're right it is kind of like almost sterile and happy sort of, or something <laughs> yeah uh kind of like a kid show would be so that i think that was a great point I, no, that's I that's immediately that. that's what i thought that's yeah. what my brain went to was like like oh it's it's reba the mail lady like oh it's our kooky neighbor coming over to visit it you yeah. know that's that's kind of everything has a heightened sense of reality yeah no it does yeah yeah it's dreamlike so the the humanoidish creature that we were talking about that kind of looks like he's from uh, the water or something. Yeah. He um, goes over to like a control unit, pulls like a lever, and we see the blob monster, uh, the red creature thing, is gone. So disposed of. Right. So we get a funny little thing as it, you know, fades away. Here we go and we see some planets outside <laughs> right and uh so you see like a beam bounce off of the place and then you see some planets and then this which, beam starts bouncing it starts bouncing everywhere and it sounds great and it looks great <laughs> um actually in, in, the, in the best cheesy way possible yeah yeah it's uh it, it's pretty fun it's just like ping-ponging off of planets yeah it's just bouncing around yeah. out there in space between some planets so that's you know you you're in for something weird now because it goes into the credits and the credits are pretty funny because they're set like over a almost a snowy sort of a CRT screen. Yeah, it's it's, it's clearly like that. It's a very distorted effect. Uh, it's very eighties looking, but yeah. in a, in a good way. It, it actually is kind of cool looking, and it kind of sets the tone. And it, I have to say, we're I am definitely gonna pull or uh, Peter does it, but we're gonna pull this audio clip and insert the song because <laughs> the song itself is not great, but the hook of the song is really good for yeah. the opening. Like it's it's it has it's an eighties movie, so it's. The song is about the movie, so right. it's terror vision, yeah. and it kind of gets you in the mood for the campy setting that this this movie is going for. So yeah, we'll... it's a pretty bad song, but it's like on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> so... so we'll probably put it in right here.
So you get an idea of what this movie's all about. Cool. Yeah. So after all of this, we end up opening up to uh, what we're just say is the mom. Uh, she's doing some aerobics in the living room floor in one of those terrible 80s uh, aerobics <laughs> outfits. And she's uh, yelling to her husband to quit screwing around because the TV reception is messing up. Yeah. So she's, you know, trying to trying to do her show, you know, yeah, workout. Shows. Yeah, workout, workout video or whatever yeah. it is. Yep. And he's messing around with a, a big satellite dish outside. Yep. And uh, just right away from this, you know, we were already talking a little bit about just how the, the place is, but you get a sense of these people's lives right away because the camera pans through the house and we get to see some of the interesting art they have on the walls. There's some definitely interesting <laughs> art on the walls. Uh, it's, you know, it's art. So it's, there's some... It's uh, let's, it's the female form. Yeah, it's a little sexually charged in nature. How's that? It is. It is. And, uh, but uh, it's interesting that it's, it's in their tasteful. living room. <laughs> it, it is, but it's tasteful. It's definitely art. Uh, yeah. So no, it's it's just uh, and everything's like these you know color the colors and everything yeah. just set the tone. There's fake plants everywhere. There's fake plants. There's really bright walls. Really bright furniture. The carpet is really like a bright red. Everything is bold and bright and sort of in your face. Yeah. So like the artwork, you you notice it, but it's like they have other things besides the art that makes you say, "Oh, these people are a little eccentric eccentric and like they're uh, very in tune with their feelings because they have bright bold colors throughout the whole entire house." Right, right. So you you see it, but it kind of fits the style of the home, if that well, makes sense. Yeah, and the home's like one of those where it flows, so you can see there's a bar there kind of off the living room. Yeah. It's like all one big room, and it flows down to a very large couch and everything, yeah. like a big sectional couch, you know, huge couch. You know, you can fit like probably 20 people on this oh, easy. couch. Oh, easy, yeah. So they, you get the sense that they entertain people a lot yeah. or things like that. Yeah, they have parties. <laughs> so, yeah, parties. Uh, <laughs> So we end up after the mom's yelling at the dad. We see the dad outside. So this is Stanley. So he's yelling, hold on a moment. And he's working on a satellite dish that says, do it yourself 100 on it. <laughs> and he's writing a manual. <laughs> I love that it's the 100. I think that's funny. <laughs> I know. It's not the 1000. It's not anything. It's the 100. You know, it's the base model. <laughs> it's the base model. He's a do it yourselfer. So, they yeah. clearly have money because he's in a he's in a yellow jumpsuit with his initial on his pocket and he's wearing an ascot yeah, and a tool belt, <laughs> which I just absolutely love. The contrast that of he's all just of it. like because <laughs> he looks like a total rich guy, but he's like he's not above getting his hands dirty and yeah. <laughs> saving a little bit of money on his satellite dish. Yeah, so yeah, you're right because they clearly have some money, but yeah, this so. movie is just like technicolor corniness at its finest. I have to say that <laughs> it's just so good. It's yeah. so good. So yeah, it's. So he's out there messing with this thing. It starts sparking on him, and then uh, the daughter comes running into the room with the mom, and she says, our TV went out, and she missed the new Noodles video. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, the made-up band. And she's clearly dressed like a, uh, what, 80s, you know... Uh, she's a punk, punker, punk rocker. Yeah, sort of. Sort like of. Mainstream, you know, she wants her MTV. So, <laughs> so. She wants her MTV, so she's like a punk rocker, but like sort of um, a preppy punk rocker. Yeah. Like, she's not have any piercings but she does have the crazy hair and she's got a bunch of jewelry on and the bright bright stretch neon colors and the stretch pants yeah and a bunch of ton of makeup on so she's like more of the poppy punk rocker right mtv style kind yeah. of deal yep so 
So the uh, mom says that, you know, the dad's working on it again, the TV and stuff. And the daughter says he's such a dork. And the mom makes the crack that he thinks he's a genius. So I, I just mentioned those because it kind of sets up the character. Because as you mentioned, he clearly has money and stuff, but he's out there tinkering. Yeah. It's the base model of a satellite dish. <laughs> Every character in this movie is like an 80s sitcom in that, oh, it's the kooky neighbor yeah. coming in through the back door uninvited. Like, yeah, hey, guys, out. what's going on? Every character's like that in this movie. Every character's like the kooky neighbor, which is so weird because I don't think there's one straight man. Maybe the kid. Yeah. Maybe the little kid we are gonna we haven't talked about. Yeah, the, the little brother. Yeah, the kid. He'll come into it here in a minute. But, yeah, he might be kind of the most normal. <laughs> Out of the family. That's that's what I think. I don't know. You, you, you may think it differently, but... So then we get the doorbell ring, and the daughter runs over, and we meet Grandpa. Right away from the way he's dressed <laughs> and things, we uh, get a sense that he's a little interesting as a character. He is clearly... Uh, he's dressed in kind of a military garb. He's wearing, like, a military hat with, like, planes and stuff glued to it. Yeah. And he's got a sign that's, like, you know, like a... a what I mean, the sandwich board kind of sign yeah. thing. Like he's been out on the street, you mm -hmm. know, doing like almost protesting or something, but it <clears> says, uh, you know, his sign says lizard tails, a self regenerating like meat or something. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. Sur food food for survival. Food there source for survival. Yeah. yeah. I just went forward. A little so he, he kind of looks like, okay. Like if he just had the hat and the jacket on, you'd be like, Oh, he's just reliving the glory days of when he was in the army or the military or whatever. But there's just like, there's all these like pins and metals, like extra metals, like all over the jacket. Yeah. And like you said, he's got stuff glued to the hat. And it's like <laughs> tanks. I think it's, is it tanks or just airplanes? Maybe it's just airplanes. It's like airplanes, there's a space shuttle. Yeah. And they're glued <laughs> to like a military cap. So he's like an over the top version of a, like a, like not a militant, but like a ex-military enthusiast patriotic American you know he's like yeah. he's, every, everybody's like a caricature yeah yeah in he's, this. and he's definitely he's definitely one of the more he, over the top yeah he's way <laughs> over the top um but uh yeah so he comes in and he's uh he, he's essentially he's our conspiracy theorist I'll just so he's, yeah he's got conspiracies he's everybody's out to get him you know the, just anyway the, a little bit we'll get into that a little bit more yeah goes on so um so we cut back to the backyard with the dad yeah. And uh, he has what I thought was a neighbor at first over, but it's actually, I guess it's the TV repairman, the guy that sold him the satellite dish. Yeah. Do it I thought it was just the neighbor too, but. Yeah. So they start talking a little bit more and the guy kind of like tells him he shouldn't have bought the 100 because that's the base model. So as I already kind of spoiled, but um, right. they're back there and they're looking at the issue with the antenna. The repairman guy's having a he's having a heiny, he's having a beer, and uh, he's hanging out with them, and he starts leering in at the mom through the window and stuff, which is just kind of funny little, you know, oh these characters, whatever. yeah, you know, <laughs> he's like, can I grab a heiny? So the mom is talking to her dad, which is the grandpa. So we learn, you know, the grandpa is uh you know her dad and uh how downtown is full of weirdos coming out of the woodwork <laughs> though he's you know obviously the joke is as we just said he's kind of one of them so <laughs> right jokes uh, on him he said you know clearly you can't you know it's getting to where i can't uh stop and talk to decent folk on the street anymore <laughs> so um so Grandpa ends up heading out to the backyard to talk to the dad about the satellite dish, and Grandpa's all excited that he might be able to use it as part of his home defense unit. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, I think he's like, he's totally misunderstanding what's going on. Yeah, I don't think he knows what the deal is. But, <laughs> but that's okay, he's one-minded. So, one-track mind. Yeah. Uh, so the son, then, 
comes popping out of some bushes with a fake gun and shoots at the grandpa. The grandpa jokes about it and, you know, acts like he was, oh, I've hit, you know. But he pulls out a real 1911, <laughs> like a real pistol, and points it at him, like, pretending to oh, shoot yeah. the kid. And I was just like, oh, yeah, the kid's on. got, like, a fake gun and the grandpa's got, like, a real one. <laughs> and the grandpa's not going to shoot him, but he's just like, ah, he's playing along. But he's playing along with a real gun. <laughs> he just whips out a real service pistol. Yeah. <laughs> And just starts, and the dad gets a little uncomfortable with it. You can see, and uh, he starts banging on the satellite after a minute because he still can't get the satellite to work and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and the kid's sort of like falling like in line with the grandpa. Oh, like, yeah, he's yeah. got like army. He's like uh, got uh, what do you call it? Camouflage camo on, and he's got a hat, and he's like got dog tags on. So he's his grandpa's. Uh, grandson. Yeah, yeah. The apple didn't fall too far from that tree. You can tell tree. they get along well. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's definitely into, maybe not as uh, crazy as the grandpa, yeah. but he's definitely into he's the military there. and into <laughs> guns and all that stuff and survival. Yeah. So, So yeah, so after the dad bangs on the, the thing, uh, the satellite dish, sorry, uh, we get some, uh, like, a crash of thunder and some electricity, like, hits it from the sky, like, just out of nowhere it wasn't raining or anything yeah and uh then suddenly the tv reception is working so go figure yeah you need a little electricity (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so then from there you know the dad's happy and it cuts uh to a scene later in the night and the dad's got the family in the the living room and he's got this big crazy remote control for the tv it's pretty funny it's like the size of a shoebox or something <laughs> it's almost like an rc car or like a rc plane or something oh like, yeah you know, like a heavy duty like yeah, it's just a big remote. it's huge <laughs> it's absolutely huge and it's got like all these switches and knobs on it and everything like yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. But it's definitely, like, homemade, you know, which I guess goes along with the dad being a dork or, you know, he thinks he's a genius. Whatever. Yeah. So you, you get the sense of what the dad's like. You know, the dad says uh, it's about to open a whole new dimension in television pleasure. <laughs> I almost said that in sync with him. That was kind of Yeah, funny. that's funny right. as we're watching it here. <laughs> Uh, so they uh, proceed to start clicking through some stations. They all end up seeing a little bit of. Uh, it, it's pretty funny, but they end up seeing things that everybody wants to see eventually. And the, the dad's getting compliments. Everybody's gushing oh, yeah. at him for. It's you know, got something got for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't matter what most of it is. Um, they end up uh, arguing over the remote. The antenna starts going crazy outside, and the box outside there starts on fire. Some electricity comes into the room. They all start screaming. Then it just suddenly settles down. And we see a show called Medusa's Midnight Horror-thon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ripoff of Elvira. <laughs> yeah, it's a total ripoff of Elvira. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... And she... I mean, she's got, like, uh, the snake's hair. It's all fake and everything. Yeah. But she's just, like... You know, she's busty. And she's just and like Elvira. And she's just, like... That's clearly the hook. <laughs> oozing with the sexuality and all that other stuff. So that's... It's definitely just a ripoff of that. But it's, it's a funny kind of, like homage to it or whatever yeah so you kind of get a get the sense of um uh what that show's about and you have a feeling that's probably going to come back into play later so yeah grandpa and the kid actually make a thing that they're gonna they want to watch that all the way to midnight and the grandpa says of course we are you know and he says he ends up saying war stories and monster movies are educational they're survival oriented (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's true grandpa but um yeah so i mean if you're unfamiliar with elvira like she used to come on a TV and she used to play old movies. She was the host for right. a TV show where they'd show old B movies and more, most of the time they'd be old whole black and white horror movies. And yeah. so that's essentially what the grandpa and the grandson are going to watch. Yeah. So like they're excited that. to just, so they're watch excited just to watch that. And it's yeah. funny cause they're all like crowded around this TV and I'm like, why are they so close? And I look <laughs> at the TV and it's like 
it's like probably big for the time. It's like a 19 inch, yeah, like old school CRT. tube TV. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I forgot. TVs used to be really, really small. <laughs> exactly. So it's just funny because we're you know we're down here and we're watching this on Peter's big TV that yeah. we got going on. Yeah, the 50 inch makes that one look. A yeah, it looks it looks so <laughs> crazy. So that's just, that just made me giggle. That made me laugh. I'm yeah. Like, why are they so close? And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. Right. TVs used to be really yeah, really. Look at that tiny. giant couch. Why are they? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the couch is huge and the TV is just like super. Tiny, but that was just funny. I just thought that was so. And it, it uh, flashes back outside real quick. We see the the box for the satellite dish is bubbling, and it's got like some green ooze and stuff, and it sparks a little bit more. Yeah. So just to kind of keep us in the loop on what's going on out there, they show that real. Quick. Yeah. So that energy bolt is pr- is from earlier yeah. when the alien was uh, if discharged. You, if you remember when it bounced around on the planets, yeah. Where did it end up? Where did it end up? So that's what we're gonna find out. Uh oh. So. Uh, <laughs> So uh, after that, the doorbell rings. The daughter runs over, and she gets all excited because it's her new boyfriend, O.D. <laughs> like overdose, just to be clear. I'm not right. saying O.D. like the dog from Garfield. <laughs> well, even so. they they make a joke in there. They're like, oh, is he an Irish boy? Like yeah. It's like O.D., like O'Reilly. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. So and the parents want to meet him, of course. Yeah. And so this is John Grease. This is uh, that I was talking about earlier. So AKA he, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico comes in. He's got a big wig on, you know, with, uh, you know, yeah. he's very much like the um, uh, heavy metal rocker, like, uh, what do you say, Judas Priest style kind of almost. Yeah. Or something. So, so can we talk about him for a second? Yeah. Okay. What did you think about him in this movie? I, I liked him. Okay. I, mean, I thought the character moved it along pretty good. He was just kind of the idiot that moves. I liked along. him as a character, but it's kind of weird because. Um, as we talked about before, she's like sort of a poser punk rocker. Yeah. And I think he's sort of a poser metalhead because he's dressed like a heavy metal dude. He's got leather on. He's got like, um, not the wristbands, but like the forearm bands with the right. le- leather and the spikes, studs the and studs stuff. and the yeah. spikes on it. He's got like a torn t-shirt. He, he looks like a, a heavy metal guy. He's got the long hair. Yeah. It's long black hair. But he talks like a surfer burnout. He does. Yeah. He talks like, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, oh. Yeah. But then, like, 10, man. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's, I get what you're saying. It just, it was weird for me because I'm like, why is he talking like, like he's a, like a Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont or, yeah, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, I get you. He's kind of doing the dumb surfer thing, but he's a metal guy. He's a metal guy. And we'll we'll get into it later about his character. It just was a little, weird for me but i did enjoy him in this i thought he yeah. did a good job but i was like what i was like he, i don't know well because like you're talking about like the poser thing so he's actually like in a band and stuff and yes yeah. they say and you know he writes music and i, I think he's a, supposed to be a little bit older than her but it sounds like they're still maybe in high school is my guess yeah i mean um, she's clearly in so, high school and she clearly wants to be the the cool so i i would agree she's trying to be cool by hanging out with him because she sees him as a legitimate rocker because he's in a band yeah so that's true but i i get what you're saying though that's totally a valid point like he he doesn't really fit what you would think for like an 80s like no. hair metal kind of no. whatever punk sort of a dude, i thought whatever. when they said the boyfriend was going to come and she's all yeah. decked out in the uh punk rocker stuff i thought the boyfriend was going to come and because everybody is like so stereotypical in this, yeah, you know, I thought it was gonna be he was gonna be like a total dweeb, like your stereotypical dweeb, <laughs> yeah, like with a sweater, and with a sweater on, and like, oh <laughs> hi, how's it going, Susie? Yeah, like I'm so glad to see you, and like it would be funny to see like a punk rock girl with like a total like stereotypical nerd, 
you know, from like Revenge of the Nerds or something like solos like that. But this works too. Yeah, yeah. This works too. I mean, I just I thought that's what they were when the first time I saw this because I've seen this a couple times. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw, it, I thought that's what they were gonna do because th- this movie has like this sense of like they're gonna like subvert your expectations a little bit. Not to get too deep because this movie's not that deep. <laughs> but they they have no, that philosophical. <laughs> I know, I know. I analyze too much. But like, I thought that's what they were going for. Yeah, but I I, I do like him in this movie. It's yeah, it's I, really cool. I thought the character was kind of cool because he's kind of like the dumb happy go lucky he is he's like you think he'd be like dark and brooding but he's actually sort of like a really nice thoughtful guy even though he's like a heavy metal guy and it's funny because i was just thinking he's kind of like a dog and then (laughs) i was just thinking well because dogs are just kind of dumb and happy-go-lucky and whatever i don't know like i like dogs i got dogs but um and then i started thinking i just said he's not he's not odie like the dog from (laughs) garden what (laughs) so anyway oh anyway moving along oh peter i love you so uh, he comes yeah, in, and of funny. course the parents are not impressed with him as they meet him. They just kind of stare at him, look him from head to toe, and, you know, just funny look on their face, and the kid doesn't care, and Grandpa just kind of makes a little grimace. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as would be expected, I suppose. But uh, then the daughter asks if her and OD can use the jacuzzi tonight, and the mom says, not tonight, your father and I might be swinging. Oh, okay. Now suddenly the house makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So now, as as the movie progresses forward, you realize that maybe that art on the wall isn't exactly art. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's funny because she says the mom says this like to her daughter right in front of everybody. So it's clearly not like a secret. And the face that John Grease makes when she says it kind of cracked me up. He's, <laughs> he's like, whoa, like taken back. Yeah, like, like I don't she's know if he's like the daughter's <laughs> like the daughter's like. I can't believe you just like disappointed like, lips like yeah like, like shut up mom. like she's the mom like oh i can't believe you just said that <laughs> so that, i thought that was a pretty funny yeah. little part just how casual it was about it but that's how this movie is yeah we might be swinging tonight but the funny thing is is that they talk about they need to get to the cha-cha room <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah and i was like okay so are they trying to do a thing where it's like oh they're not swinger swingers they're just talking about they're they need to get dancing. yeah they're going dancing yeah, they're gonna dancing. go to the cha cha room yeah uh, but no they they are definitely swingers <laughs> so. yeah so which again what I'm getting at is this movie has a goofy vibe to it but like the content is totally not for kids yeah, it's like like you said it feels like a TV like a kids show like Pee Wee's Playhouse but definitely with more adult themes <laughs> definitely <laughs> with adult themes so. I mean it's all of it's either I mean that's a, that when they say they're swingers that's an out and out thing but if you were to yeah. say that to a kid they probably wouldn't know what that is well exactly that's, that would go over their head yeah. and everything else is innuendo so it's like they don't really show anything or say anything or do anything outside of the artwork is minorly explicit but it is art so it is who, art I've seen say, stuff like so. that uh, yeah. in people's homes and in art galleries so yeah I mean it is it's just it's the it's the human form, but my opinion, it's a little weird to have around like that with kids around. But uh, I agree. Uh, <laughs> that's pure, I, I purely agree. my opinion. So. I think you should expose them to art, but I don't know that you necessarily need to hang that in your home. Yeah. But again, these aren't normal parents. See, it, there's a lot of like very campy John Waters like stuff, but unlike like sort of the realism, because he's got campy stuff, but yeah. then it's mixed with a little bit of like realism, like these are real people that exist. Right. This is more like over the top Hollywood polished like kids show. Yeah. Campy people, but hey, the parents are swingers, and you're yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. wait a minute, this wait, whole that, setting that doesn't is mix. <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a very bizarre setting. 
So especially for the content, like the because as I mentioned before, you know, this is like a horror sci-fi thing that we'll get into here as the story progresses. But yeah. like the setting is a very interesting choice. Um, not a bad choice, just very interesting choice. Why why they chose yes, that? Yes, because this could have gone in a different yeah. direction. Yeah, a haunted but house it, or something, or an old creaky house, and make it genuinely scary with jump scares. Right. Or just or no, they chose this whole campy thing with a swinger pad. Like, yeah, it's super campy. It's really weird. It's almost dreamlike how campy it is. Yeah. And it's got like all these these other things, but it's funny. Like, if a kid was watching this. I don't know that I'd be offended by a lot of it because a lot of it would go over their head. That's true. Just, I mean, you yeah, mentioned the paintings, but... You might get some weird questions from the kid if yeah. it's your kid. Like, what's that mean, Ma? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyway. Moving on. So, uh, after they meet uh, OD and everything, uh-huh. um, the uh, we get, like, a scene after a minute here where the parents are talking about OD back in, like, their bathroom while they're getting ready to go out for the night. And uh, I, I love this because the dad says in regards to OD and how he's dressed, doesn't he know how ridiculous he looks? Because <laughs> the, the mom said she thought he was kind of cute. And yeah. he's like, well, doesn't he know? It's just a phase or something, she says. Doesn't right. he know how ridiculous he, he looks? And then as the dad's putting on this goofy, like, like fuzzy, almost looking leisure suit, and then putting this whole thing of gold chains around his he's neck. He's got a bunch. He's got, and his shirt's like buttoned down <laughs> almost to open. his navel. Yeah. And he's got a big old hairy chest and he's putting on a bunch of gold like a huge gold medallion yeah you so, know i mean it was clearly poking fun of it obviously at itself but it is funny because it's like they, don't they know how no, ridiculous it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're putting on a similar type of a costume you know? exactly I mean, obviously for different reasons but it, the parents then come in and tell the kid and grandpa who are watching tv uh that they are leaving and the dad called the tv guy to come look at the dish and then if it acts up again just turn it off and then exit our parents for a little bit so the grandpa messes around with the remote and they end up on a channel with just a monster monster grunting and stuff. And you may remember this monster from earlier on Pluton. So it ends up back at the uh, monster. You see him through the TV screen, kind of like we saw him in the portal thing where he was ejected from before he bounced around on the planet. Yeah, it's and genuinely creepy. The Yeah, the monster is pretty cool. I'm, just for the detail and the sheer size of that creature. Yeah, it's it's a, especially when they show it. And it's just on TV, and yeah. it's basically the monster just, like, sitting there, like, sort of undulating and making noises, just like, Yeah, it's just, like, just, like, burping and stuff. Like, yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> and, like, making weird, like, mouth noises, and you're just like, what is... And it's, 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 it's genuinely creepy. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, they get bored with it, because nothing's happening other than the grunting, like you mentioned, so... Right. So they change back to, uh, Medusa's show to watch the horror some more, so... We uh, flash forward suddenly, and we get a uh, grandpa and the kid are watching the show, but they've fallen asleep on the couch. So the broadcast changes back to the monster from earlier. We see a flash of light, and the monster's claw, like that uh, the pincer you mentioned, yeah. comes out and starts to go under the blanket on the couch, like where they're sleeping or so it looked. But then, actually, I thought that was kind of weird, because I thought the claw went under. But then suddenly the kid kind of wakes up, and he pulls the cover back, and there's just a big, giant, like, eyeball appendage <laughs> sticking up out of there. I thought the pincher went under, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so now the monster's in the room with them, and his one appendage that comes off has a big eyeball on the end of it, and the kid screams. The grandpa sees the monster. They both scream. They jump behind the couch, and now the TV's just static. Yeah. So the grandpa thinks it was a burglar. <laughs> I don't know how he thinks that, but... And, and, and the monster's, like, covered in slime. Yeah. 
He got stuff oozing out of his nose. He's he's really disgusting. He's really disgusting. I I just want to bring that up because yeah. that'll come into play a little bit later on. Definitely. But yeah, so the so the grandpa thinks it's like a burglar with a mask on, even though the monster's like absolutely massive. Yeah, because a little later he asked somebody if they had a mask. So you're right. Yeah, he's looking for it. You're you're right. I didn't even catch that actually. <laughs> well, he's not so. the the monster's not the size of a person. He's like the size of like. I don't even know like what six people standing next to each yeah, other. Yes, <laughs> six people standing next to each other underneath a blanket. Like yeah. that's how big that that monster is. But yeah. it's it's whatever. It's fine. So, Grandpa thinks it was a burglar. They head to his crazy bunker in the basement. So Yay. it's like the basement. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling it the bunker through the rest of my yeah. Next it's the year. bunker. So because it it's got a big door on it and it's got like shelves and it's got like a hatch door. Yeah. Hatch, it's got a hatch yeah. door on it. It's got like the those um just those sleeping cots. It's a cot. Is yeah. the word I'm looking for. And it's, it's essentially got, a bomb shelter, I think, really. Yeah, I what, think so. But it's just funny that they've got this really nice, extravagant house, and then attached to it is like... <laughs> that's Grandpa's room. <laughs> yeah, that's just, and it's a bunker. He lives there. So, yeah, it's just funny. So, and the way it's decorated inside, just I'll just say it kind of looks like a military surplus yeah. store if you've ever been in there. So, just, you know, flags <laughs> hanging around. It there's does. targets on the walls. It's yeah. just, you know, and you can see he's growing his own food and stuff right, like that. Right, he's got canned there, food so. everywhere, and there's guns everywhere. Yeah, so him, weapons. And, him and the kid grab in that vein, they Grab a, he grabs a M16 and a Tommy gun and hands it to the kids. They they've both got guns now and they're grabbing grenades. <laughs> it's he's, it's funny to mention that the guy the kid is probably like 11, 12. Yeah, he's not that old. You're right. I didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. The the little boy, the younger, not the, quite a teenager. The son, right? he's not yeah. quite a teenager, but he's he's awfully young. So yeah, just to be probably a kid a gun. Probably double digits, but not a teen. And yet. this is not, and, yeah, and it's just, not yeah, one of those situations where it's like we're going hunting. Yeah, we're gonna learn how to shoot. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like an home automatic, yeah, rifle, <laughs> whatever. So we see. Uh, then we see the TV repair guy pull up in the driveway, and he heads up with his tools. And this is where you were talking about, like when we were out in the driveway and stuff. The set is very cool, you know. So yeah, it's, it's pretty neat to see all of that out there. Yeah, this movie actually looks good. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So he rings the bell and stuff, and there's no answer. So he heads back to the dish, uh, just around the back of the house anyway. So he's gonna look at it, and uh, Grandpa hears him and thinks the burglar is stealing the radar, <laughs> as he calls it. Now. <laughs> the radar. And uh, so they, oh, Grandpa. they capture the repair guy out back or like, you know, basically mob him with guns there. And uh, he explains himself and oh, yeah, OK, that's right. The dad did say he was coming. So Grandpa and the kid, I guess they head back into the house. We get treated to more of the art and the decorations. Now, the, the other part, like with the decorations and the art around the house is it's not just stuff hanging on the walls, like marble looking statues like oh, all through the hallway. Is there? Yeah, and oh, there is. Like there's statues. There's a well. There's a fountain with water coming out of a lady's nipples. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, some of this stuff. I mean, you see those fountains in like Italy and Greece. Oh yeah. And like at Buca di Beppo. <laughs> Buca di Beppo. Yeah, where it's like you know, it's little kids. It's like a statue of a little kid, and he's and the. The yeah, water's like coming out of kids. the kid yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So this, these are like sort of the same thing, but it is weird that water is coming out of the nipple. Well, but, but the statues, I think, are a little bit more tasteful than the actual painting. Because oh, yeah. the paintings are a little bit more modern. Yeah. And these look like classic statues. Yeah, they're classic. Statues, like, but it's obvious that it's like yeah. the water out of the nipple is supposed to be a little weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it, like, it's a really odd house because the hallways are huge. There's like a carpet runner down the middle. Yeah. The, the walls, you can tell they're painted, but they're painted to look like uh, marble. Yeah, like marble. Like, well, even when it's, it's really later, interesting. Well, I don't know it's, if it's I want to cool. get ahead, but 
No, it is cool because yeah. later on there's like something happens to one of the walls. It could have easily have been like the oh, wall yeah. just has a hole in it, yeah. but it looks like concrete marble, or something, or like marble. concrete yeah, you're inside. Right, you're right. It's kind of yeah. weird. They they went into a lot of detail for this movie, they which did. there's a lot of love that goes into it, and I I have to appreciate it whether you like this movie or not. Yeah. The level of detail and the amount of work that went into it because it's really hard making these movies. Yeah. So I just I really appreciate it. It's a great looking film. Uh, we're watching it uh, in HD. And it looks good, you know, because it was shot on film or whatever. Yeah. Film is high definition. So the close-ups, the camera work, the sets, everything looks great. And I really like it. And, yeah, the statues, it's obviously supposed to, and it's meant to be weird. But they also have, like, like he's going into the bar area, and there's just gold everywhere. And it looks like almost like a museum. Like, there's these huge gold plates and these huge um, gold pictures. Yeah. Like, ancient pictures. Yeah. You know, pictures that you would fill with water. Like, and, almost, almost, like, Roman, kind of, Yeah, or it's kind of yeah. crazy. Like, there was, they just showed a statue of a, of a, like, a little cherub guy holding, like, a giant fish. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm not a giant fish, but a really big fish. So, it's like, some of the stuff is, like, classy, and then some of the stuff is, like, not so classy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, a, it's like a mix. Right. So, you can tell, like, <laughs> it's, that's, I, that's what I kind of like about it, is that you can kind of take it both ways. Like, well, they're just art lovers. And then, like, oh, no, they're full-on perverts. Yeah, <laughs> like, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and like oh, no, these these people are clearly... So, they, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. The, the contrast kind of works for the movie the way it is. I think so it works. Just, I think uh, it works yeah. pretty well. Yep. So, the grandpa ends up leaving the kid to go check out another spot of the house. <laughs> and the kid gets a little spooked and calls for the grandpa. And we see the grandpa in at the bar having a drink. <laughs> Getting some liquid courage. He's <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> Can't uh, say that. I blame him. So that's kind of funny. It is funny. So the TV repair guy is still in the backyard. Uh, he gets attacked by the monster. The kid asks if Grandpa heard anything. He says no and looks out where we only see the repair guy's toolkit. So the Grandpa, you know, doesn't see anything weird. Yeah, he sees the monster back on the TV as he's walking through. So the monster, like, apparently is going in and out of the TV, I guess, at will. There's some sort of malfunction that's causing, like, I guess the monster's able to go through, like, beams of light or whatever, like, the electricity, and so he's beaming all over the place, so he keeps beaming back between the satellite and different TV sets. Yeah. Yeah, and he can go house, And he I can guess. go inside the TV set and then, like, manifest outside of the TV set as well. Right. Yeah, that does, that does appear to appear to be if, I don't know if we explain that clearly enough. Yeah. It, you kind of learn that as you go on, yeah, so... Yeah, they, they don't really flat out address it. You just sort Not of really. You, you, you kind of... Just put it, it two and matter. two together. <laughs> it, yeah, and Peter's right. Ultimately, it does not matter. So, the monster's there. That's all you need to know. So the, oh, yeah, yeah. So the monster comes after Grandpa. Uh, it grabs him by his head with its claw, its pincher. Yeah. Uh, pincer. And uh, Grandpa unloads some forty-five rounds into him from his gun. <laughs> and, uh, and then ultimately, his head gets crushed. Oh, and it leaves like weird green fluids that I'm not sure should be coming out of people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's my question about this creature. <laughs> is the pincer comes and he's like crushing the head of Grandpa, but there's no blood. No, it's like green. There's green goose. goose. So is he filling up Grandpa with the green ah. ooze? With the pins, does the pincer have like know. an injector? Yeah. So it like is in because he just like melts into like a pile of green like ooze. a puddle. Yeah, and the monster um, like uh, has like a big. I mean, it's pretty graphic out. in like a cartoony sort of way. Yeah, I like, don't. 
like a little kid would be like, "Ew, gross," but it's not going to scar him. No, not at all. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, let's." It's it's like boogers. It's, yeah, it's clearly fake. It's, it's not clearly fake. It's not, but it it's is not it is gross looking. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's like if you got those kids like those slime things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Ew, it's all slime." Like that's exactly what it looks like. Exactly. Uh, it's very campy and fun. Even yeah, though the monster has like this big tongue thing that then comes out to the puddle of grandpa and like it's like a tongue but it's a straw but it like sucks up all of, like not all but a bunch of whatever's like, left of yeah, grandpa like from his grandpa puddle. And <laughs> so puddle. The kid runs in to help but sees the monster go back into the TV. So the kid heads into the bunker by himself at this point. Yeah. And the kid grabs the uh, he grabs the phone and he calls the police department. And it's kind of a funny conversation, but ultimately the police think it's a prank call. And meanwhile, while the kid's talking to him, the claw, the pincer comes out of the TV behind the kid in the bunker. Yeah. And uh, it retreats again into the TV right as the kid's hanging up the call, which is oh. kind of weird because it's like, I mean, why would it stop after he hangs up the phone? Why would that's the perfect time? <laughs> Whatever. Right. Anyway, yeah, like, he's, about essentially, <laughs> he's alone. Yeah. I mean, on the phone, the, if he if the police heard something, then they would come. So you're right. That isn't the yeah. That, but it doesn't matter. It, do, <laughs> so. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I guess he was just the whole point of that is that the the monster is trying to sneak up on him. I guess. And then he wouldn't sneak up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not real sure about that. I don't know. But anyway, it was kind of funny. You get it's it's a funny moment. Doom, and now we know also through that scene that the creature can come into the to the bunker. Right. So through the TV. So we then cut back out to the front. We see a Porsche and a Mercedes pull up into the driveway and the parents and their friends enter the home. The pleasure zone, as the dad keeps mentioning. So, yeah, it's it's the play. It's with the hot tub or the uh, jacuzzi. I'm sorry. Well, no, he calls the house the pleasure zone. And then the, the hot tub area or the pool area is the pleasure dome. Oh, okay. He, he was saying two different things. Was he? I okay. believe so. Yeah. I Yeah. All right. I didn't so, catch that. Yeah, when they first enter the house, yeah. he says that. Yeah. So, and it's just with these couple of people. Uh, we'll get to meet them a little bit more here. Um, but we'll skip over a little bit of that. But the, the lady, <laughs> one funny thing when they come in, I thought, the, the lady that comes in with them, she's kind of blonde, ditzy, younger lady, dressed real well, clearly has some money, whatever. But she sees the kid come running around the corner with the gun, and he points the gun at him, and she goes, oh, will he be joining us? <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. He's going to be part of your shenanigans. Anyway. So clearly there's, clearly the mom and dad are into some shady stuff, and clearly this couple that has joined them are also into some shady stuff. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to judge. It's not shady. It's consensual. Anyway. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Pete. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, no, it's just, it's, it's funny the way the movie addresses it though. Cause they do it very matter of factly. Like you can see, obviously like OD was like weird about it or whatever. Like, cause yeah. it was unusual. So you can see that it's unusual in the world, but in the family unit, it's like just matter of factly. Oh yeah. It's, it's know, like, it's, very, it's not a big deal. Like, Oh, you know, my dad's a pilot. My mom's a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they're also swingers. Like, yeah. it's just like some, that, Oh, wait, what? Wait, huh? <laughs> so the dad starts showing the people around while the mom attempts to get the kid to go back to bed. Cause he's trying to tell him about grandpa and everything. And, uh, the dad sees the TV is working and he, uh, goes to thank the repair guy and, uh, just tells him, you know, he doesn't see him, but he just tells him he can leave. <laughs> So, you know, hey, get out of here now. So the uh, mom finds the pile of grandpa on the floor <laughs> in the living room. Yeah, it's pretty stark because it doesn't look like there's 
actual I mean I know I said there was carpet there before but it's really thin carpet if it is or or if it's because the floor is red yeah um so I don't know if it, it it does look like carpet but it looks like that thin carpet and it's like a giant goop and everybody keeps just missing it and yep. just stepping over Almost it, stepping on it before yeah the mom notices which is it. which yeah. in and of itself is hilarious yeah but I mean it's it's a giant it looks like three people threw up. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It looks like, yeah, it looks like throw up or vomit or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a huge pile and no sick. one notices it but the mom. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So the uh, mom finds the pile of grandpa on the floor, like I said, blames yeah. the kid for making the mess because, well, I mean, why wouldn't you? And then so we see the monster go into the bunker below. So he's now in the bunker. So the dad shows the people their indoor pl- pool, which he calls the Pleasure Dome. And it's a uh, very cool, like Roman decorations, you know, just yeah. real similar to what we were talking about with the statues and stuff, but yeah, kind of cool. He calls it the jacuzzi, but it's like the biggest jacuzzi I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like a 50 people jacuzzi if it's a jacuzzi. Otherwise it's, it's, it's a like swimming a, pool. It's like a, it's <laughs> like a small pool. Like it's yeah. not even, it's not like a full size swimming pool, but it's like rectangle shape. But it is a jacuzzi because he hits a button and there's like a bunch of bubbles. Jets start going. Yeah, jets, yeah. jets start going. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge, huge jacuzzi, which makes it even creepier that they, because it's like, if you have a, a hot tub or a jacuzzi, it's like okay, um, you know, you get a few people in there. You could probably get six people in at the most. You could get like twenty, thirty, thirty people in there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you you could, I mean, you couldn't do very many. You can do laps in this thing. That's not. It's not big enough for that. Yeah. But it's. Definitely for a lot of people, which as swingers makes it even yeah. weirder. Yeah. And there's like even a fireplace in there and there's, yeah. you know, more of the art and it's, it's decorated very interestingly, whatever you think of it. It's pretty cool for a set. They did a really good job on it. Yeah. And the dad grabs another one of his crazy remotes for the TV that he has here. And it apparently controls like everything in the room. So he turns on some music and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's it controls funny. the pool too. It controlled the pool. The jets yeah. came on from that. Yep. Like you said. And, uh, so he ends up turning the TV on for a minute. The lady makes a crack about what is this movie? I think I auditioned for a part in this creeps. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the dad, uh, turns on the, um, audio for it and we end up seeing it's an alien and he's like warning and if you remember this alien from the beginning yeah he was the guy at the disposal unit that uh launched the other one into space there he's yeah he's trying to plead with these people like hey turn off your tv sets yep you know because he knows that because of this malfunction the creature can then you know the monster can can go between tv sets and everything like that heed my warning destroy your satellites render your tvs inoperable for the next 200 earth years (laughs) which is ridiculous because ridiculous because Probably people couldn't do that for 200 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, and he says, it may already be too late. Especially so in we, the days before the internet. <laughs> so, we, yeah. So, we get our quick warning that way. Yeah. And uh, back in the bunker, we see the monster make up like a weird puke of grandpa, is how I described it, <laughs> to talk to the mom. Right. Because the mom's trying to talk to the grandpa because she thinks he's down in the bunker. And uh, so the monster now we learn has an ability <laughs> yeah. to the people it's consumed. It can like reconstitute them <laughs> and make them talk with their own voice. With their own voice. Um, basically, he uses like one of his appendages to recreate that person that he's absorbed. Yeah, it's kind of it gets very creature feature. At this it's point. very creature feature. So it's kind of that's actually yeah. kind of a scary concept. But it basically is still attached to him. Yeah. And it can take the form of that person. And basically all it is, it's 
it's the per- the actor in like prosthesis yeah. and they've got slime all over them because the monster can't get rid of his slime so they're just covered in slime so he's got like a blanket over him but he's got like slime dripping off of his face and he's like oh I'm fine yeah. I'm fine honey don't worry about me I'm just down here in my bunker covered in slime and a, and a blanket yeah. <laughs> send the kid down <laughs> which I love that in this movie it's like and the mom's just like yeah whatever yeah. you probably okay. would be covered in slime in a blanket because yeah. you're so weird you know what I mean he's just like whatever because the son's like, he's dead. Grandpa's dead. And he's like, oh, Billy, or whatever the kid's name is. Is the kid's name Billy? Sherman. Sherman, that's right, Sherman. Yeah, he's like, Sher- Sherm. Yeah, Sherm. He's like, Sherman, grow up and stop making up stories or whatever. And then we learn that Sherman sort of has his own problems. And he's like, have you been taking your pills, Sherman? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me call Dr. So-and-so. You know, because he sees a shrink, apparently. So this is a, an ongoing problem that Sherman makes up stories and has some maybe some mental or emotional instability which I thought was funny that they no, just was. pulled that out of nowhere yeah. well, and, then, and then the mom just throws him in the bunker with the grandpa and like grabs a chain and a lock and locks the bunker door so like <laughs> she just locked him down there with drippy old grandpa and drippy old grandpa so she she won't be disturbed anymore so she does that so yeah. the kid ends up uh, he goes downstairs well he grabs his M16 again he heads down the bunker He's calling for his grandpa, you know, because he's all wary, like, what's going on, grandpa, you know? So he ends up pulling a curtain back, and we find grandpa's lizards that he raises for making his lizard tail jerky that we keep seeing signs for. Yeah. We did briefly see them eat earlier, even though I didn't mention it. Because, um, the you know, the lizard tails just regenerate, so it's a regenerative, whatever, anyway. It's a renewable energy. source of energy, Peter. I suppose. <laughs> uh, then why aren't I eating it <laughs> if it's so good? I don't know. Anyway, I wonder if lizard is good. I don't know. I know people eat like snake and stuff. I, I, I assume I've actually had lizard. gator sausage when I was in New Orleans. <laughs> it's it was amazing. Huh. I've never had. It's, I, w- I would try it. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I just thought I'd bring it up. So the mom shows up to the pool room, and they talk for a bit. And the guy ends up heading out with the mom. So this is the guy Spiro is his name that came over with the parents oh yeah so they kind of pair off and split up and the mom goes out to make drinks with him back at the bar and leaves the dad with the the girl and uh, i think her name was candy or something something like that yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter she ends up just (laughs) the funny part was she wants to get in the pool suddenly because they're like having an awkward moment so like she's like can i get in the pool and he's like that's what it's there for and she just rips off the dress that she's wearing and she has a bikini under it yeah she's got a bikini on for some reason and I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was great. I was like, do you always wear a bikini <laughs> yeah. underneath your expensive dress? And she asked the dad if he's getting in, and he's like, well, you know, I got to go change, you know? So, right. And, uh, so he leaves to go change. The girl's watching the TV when the eyeball from the monster looks at her. And uh, so back at the bar, I, we just see that. That's all we see. Yeah, that's all you see. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Okay, sorry. My notes confused me. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I forget? Okay. Anyway, so it looks at her and that's it. So we go cut back to the bar and the mom and that guy, Spiro, are talking about things while making drinks. And then we see the dad getting ready in the bathroom with like his robe and things like that getting all put together. Cut back to the kid in the bunker at this point. And he is watching the alien thing from earlier, pleading to the people of Earth to heed his warning about a terrible accident that sent garbage to their planet, which may result in the total annihilation of their species, and he apologizes. Then it cuts back to Medusa's show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's just like that little warning, and they're just like, oh, it's part of the show. <laughs> so the kid goes ahead and calls into Medusa's show, because she's got like a hotline that you can call in to talk to her, or make requests, or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, we see... Her answer off camera 
and they talk about his problem with Grandpa and the monster. She doesn't believe him, ends up hanging up. So he sees Medusa talking to him on the TV, asking him to come closer to the TV. Come closer, Sherman, which he does. And then a monster just suddenly growls and he falls backwards because she was playing a mean joke on him. So, <laughs> right, so the, apparently cool. the monster can take form of people who are also on TV being broadcast. I think that was just her being a jerk. Oh, was it? That was my assumption. Oh, okay. She was just being a jerk. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I no, thought I, I thought the monster was you since he's was monster. well since he's oh, in the TV okay. and he's like form of energy. I thought he was like saying come here because doesn't something come out of the TV or I can't remember Not at that point. No, because doesn't she say come closer, come closer, and then like the and monster's just, tentacle comes it, out? No, it's a monster just flashes up on the screen. Like she was just being a jerk to him, like Wah! and then he's like ah, and he falls backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must be thinking of something else. Oh, that's okay. No, um, so he uh. Back at the bar, the mom and the guy Spiro are talking again still, and we find out that the guy is there to have fun with the dad and not with her. So apparently, right. being new to the swinging world, as we find out, they misunderstood the ad that they replied to. <laughs> well, he just flat out says he likes boys. <laughs> yeah, well, he says that he, I guess in, in the ad he says something about being Greek. Or something, which right. is supposed to be, I guess, code we're supposed to gather for liking books. I think that's just the movie. So, I've, I've never heard of that well, before. I mean, I sort I'm of have. I'm just making this all up based on what the movie's told me. Well, so, you've heard people all. say, you know, like the ancient days of Greece or whatever, or yeah. the ancient days of it's Rome, two different cultures. But people say that as a euphemism for, you know, homosexuality or whatever. So it's just... It's the movie saying, oh, I thought yeah. you knew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought you knew that's what I wanted or whatever. Yeah. And so it basically just, it's in there to create an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, she's got to tell the husband that now, you know, because that's not what they signed on for or thought was going to happen. Right. So we cut back to uh, the guy, uh, Spiro, going to the pool to take the lady her drink. And the lady's head is kind of popping up out of the pool, but the pool is all like foggy. And yeah. uh, you can't see anything. It's like a mist or a fog. Yeah, yeah it's like a little over fog like, over the water. So we just see her head come up, and the guy goes to get in the pool with her, and he's got his speedo on, and he swims over to her, and he suddenly, as he gets close, he just gets crushed and like taken under by the monster claws. So we see him, you know, get pulled under, and he's killed. So, meanwhile, the dad is running into the pool area to tell off the guy about his expectations. <laughs> about their rendezvous right and uh they find the pool all gross and notice that something is in there like it kind of looks like somebody like puked in it or something you know it's the like the puddle of grandpa from earlier and uh it's just all floating around and so they're all mad and they start seeing something in there and uh what was it yeah it looks like there's like it does look like somebody got sick in the jacuzzi yeah and this is the spot where the the monster then comes up out of the water at this point right and he chomps at them as they scream it's kind of a pretty cool i had noted cool creature feature scene kind of a thing yeah it's not i mean especially with the pool being there it really is kind of cool to look at okay so yeah the monster comes up so we get that cool little scene with them the uh kid hears them scream in the basement and he goes to call the police again of course, they still don't believe him, you know, from before. And they say, he's in a lot of trouble now. So the kid, hands up, you know, he's all right. frustrated. <laughs> Typical 80s movie fashion. Yeah. And he uh, grabs explosives from the cabinets. Uh, some more, uh, you know, dynamite or it was like C4 or something like the uh, plastic yes, explosives. Yeah, some sort of explosive. Yeah. And so a bunch of grenades, I think, right? Yeah, he like suits up, basically. And he, <laughs> he blows the door off the hinges with like the C4. Commando and style. Then, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like Arnold. 
No, no. <laughs> no he, he is. He's, it's just funny to see like an 11 year old kid be like, nope, that's it. I'm taking him out. <laughs> this is it. So the kid finds the sister and OD. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I did skip a spot here. So the daughter and OD come back to the house again. They arrive in his car, which is all funny. And uh, anyway, you just, you'll have to see that just to see the cars outside and everything with his is all painted up and everything. Maybe we can have a gif of it. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the kid gets out. He finds the sister in OD and tells him there's a monster on the loose. And it ate grandpa and ate the parents. And they find that the pool, uh, they, they end up going into the pool room. They find the pool's all nasty. Sister goes into the parents' bedroom to see what's up, you know, because that's an awesome idea. <laughs> Given well, his parents' lifestyle. Well, they make no bones about what they do. So she probably she has just, walked in on him before. Just charges on in. And uh, so she sees all four of the, the adults, the the parents and then those two people they brought over all of their heads pop up out of the top of the covers like they're all under the covers and the covers are just flapping around everywhere <laughs> and like they're going all crazy like just under the covers and you're like what is going on and of course you know the parents are talking in their voice we know the parents got eaten in a previous scene here so we know right. it's the monster so it's I'm not the... spoiling anything right but um it's it's pretty funny because the daughter just uh, the the mom says to the daughter, "Remember, kids, you do your thing, we do ours." And the daughter says, "That is so disgusting." And asks if they've seen grandpa. And the daughter's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she asks if they've seen grandpa, and suddenly grandpa's head, grandpa's head, in the middle of the cover, just like pops out between the covers. Because of course it's the monster. The funny part about this, to me, yeah. is that it's the monster. Okay, so. And it's also a weird and awkward situation on <laughs> yeah, top of that. Yeah. Because from the girl's perspective, it's okay, it's the parents doing their doing their thing. But then she doesn't know that the grandpa's in on it too. Well, we know that it's not grandpa in on it. But it just is funny because grandpa's head just pops up underneath <laughs> the covers and is like, well, Hey, he's, hey, he's sweetie. All, yeah, hey, pumpkin, careful. what's going on? And you're just like, ah. Oh. Gross. He says he's right here taking care of business. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because that's what... Um, the the monster doesn't quite get how people are supposed to act. Yeah. So he the grandpa keeps saying after he gets eaten by the monster he keeps saying that even though it, it doesn't make any sense he just keeps right. saying taking care of business you know me I'm taking care of business yeah you know what I mean like hey dad are you hungry I'm taking care of business like the the it's like a catchphrase exactly the, <laughs> yeah. the answer does not fit the question but it's you know it's just one of those things where it's just like ah it's crazy grandpa it's whatever so that is a really really funny scene yeah yeah. And then it, it cuts back to the pool where OD is, and he's hanging out, and he's watching that alien's warning, and he's just like rocking out, you know, air guitar to the music in his head. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, fascinated with the movie. The kid realizes suddenly that that monster, the alien, is talking about the monster. I said that funny. The alien on the TV is talking about the monster that's in their house. Yeah. Uh, so we get some electrical stuff that happens, sparks and whatever, and the monster comes out of the TV again. OD gets scared, runs away, the kid shoots at it, and they all run. So OD ends up holding up his arms in defense, and the monster stops. And we get a funny, I, I like this part of the movie, I don't know what you thought about this, but when OD stops him in the hallway, uh -huh. and he holds up his arms, and we get the little endearing flashback from the monster's brain, we get a monster flashback, <laughs> and it just cracks me up. because the, So the monster starts flashing back to, like, like, uh... 
what would you say? Like somebody's petting him. It's like an arm petting him it's, and feeding him. And feeding him, yeah. And it's got the same armbands with like the studs, like yeah. Mac was describing earlier, that exactly. OG has on like the punk rocker, you know, kind of like yeah, yeah. armband stud thing. And so, so he's like remembering back so he knows OD's not going to hurt him because he thinks it's like, and you realize suddenly like this thing's like a dog or something. Like it's like. Yeah, it's not it's as like dangerous as like you think it is. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it actually stops and like. It, it, like you said, we get a monster flashback. <laughs> Which is, I, I can't tell you I've seen another movie where I get a monster flashback, unless uh, a monster is the main character. Maybe I have. I don't know. Well, because you think this thing is just like a mindless eating machine. Yeah. And the fact that it's just like, because the way they frame it in this movie, it's got like fog around the edges, so it's like warm, fuzzy memories of him <laughs> yeah. being petted and him being fed, you know? And all we see is like an arm yeah. with that like same sort of studded uh, leather armband on there. So it's like cute. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, Aww. it's just like it's eating people, but it's just doing what he does. Like it's like nature sort yeah. of. You know? and then It'd be like... Oh, isn't that lion like a beautiful creature or whatever? But like, if it ate somebody, you'd be like, "That's horrific." But yeah. then again, it's just doing what it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's so it's weird. You all of a sudden you see the monster in a different light. Yeah, and then so it's it's funny too because then it's got like a tail that wags at him, and, like flaps on the <laughs> yeah, ground. Like, do we see bump, that bump, before? Bump. I don't think we see that. Before no, not now. before. No, I don't think we see it. Now. But now, yeah, it's got a, like a little sort of tail. Yeah, and then so Od is like. He connects that it's like E.T. <laughs> he needs to feed it. So he pulls something out of his pocket that looks like a pack of hot dogs or sausage. I don't know what that is. I was trying to figure out what it is, but I think it's candy. I think is it's it? I think it's like um, Twix, Okay. but like a different brand or something. Yeah, because it doesn't it, look like chocolate, but I guess it kind of could, oh, I suppose. I, th- I, I thought it know. looked like Twix. Yeah. Like, a, like if Twix came in a box and then like... If it had a wrapper around it and there was sure. like eight of them and then put in a cardboard box, that's what it looked like to me. It also sort of also does look like a hot dog. You yeah. can't really tell. Yeah, it's kind of... It's too far away. Anyway, it feeds it something. The thing it feeds it something. eats the whole thing. So then we get a cut scene where they, they uh, show back at the kitchen. They're like... Or in the living room, I guess, really. But they're showing it like all the food from the kitchen. Yeah. And they start teaching it and they get it to say food. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're teaching it to talk. They're feeding it. So it's like becoming their pet. Yeah. Um, so like this movie turns into what you think it's like, oh, it's going to like eat everybody in the house to now it's like, oh no, this creature's misunderstood. Like it, it, it can be friendly. We can domesticate it. Yeah. Which is so, it, so it becomes like this like ET type situation where it's like, oh, it's a lovable creature. I mean, he doesn't look like a lovable creature, but you know, um, he, he just, he's just hungry. Yeah, he's just hungry. Let's yeah, so it like food. sort of switches yeah. like tones from like everybody's getting devoured and you know whatever it's shape shifting <laughs> or whatever to this oh it's just a pet like a pet like a dog like or a cat you said. Yeah. yeah and so they uh, you know they uh, flash forward to yeah okay so they're feeding it stuff it gets weird and knocks everything over suddenly like a fussy little you know toddler or something <laughs> <laughs> and then we flash to the daughter showing a toddler that eats people exactly <laughs> you don't have one of those. Do uh, you? So, no. <laughs> uh, but should, if they want one. Sorry. <laughs> so we flash to the daughter showing him music and trying to teach him about music. Yeah, they're teaching him and stuff. Od puts on one of his tapes with a song he wrote, <laughs> and it's you know as you'd expect, it's you know crazy whatever metal. The monster destroys the speaker to make it stop. <laughs> okay, so he has a shirt on called, and it's a Wasp yep. is the name of the band. And uh, it's got like a 
it's like looks like a, the skull of a bug because it's got like antenna on the skull. Like a wasp. Right, I get it. Is that a real band? Yeah, wasp. You don't remember wasp? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, they were um when they were flipping through earlier in the show when the dad first got the uh, TV working. And Is she that put a it real band? MTV. That was wasp. I, I just thought yeah. it was like um uh just like made for the movie. Oh no no that's a real band. Okay. Yeah. I I'm not a. Eighties like hair metal kind of. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha you now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah so then uh. They try and teach it to say their names now at this point. So it says OD, man. Because <laughs> like, he's like, say OD, man. Yeah. And it's like, OD, man. So now we're suddenly laughing with the monster. Right. We're on its it's, side. This is like becoming like a fun, like, alien, alien creature, <laughs> a, yeah. alien friend. He's our alien buddy. And then uh, they get it to say Susie, which is the daughter's name. And it goes to say Sherman, but just sneezes all over him. <laughs> and he gets like covered in snot. Yeah. So... They flash ahead again. It's pretty gross. And uh, we see they're showing it TV and they turn on Medusa, of course. And uh, they start talking about um, making money off of him because they're like, you know, hey, you know, we can like sell him or whatever, put him on TV. So they agree to be partners in this venture and they uh, say first thing is to get him on TV. And they flash back over to the monster. He's watching Medusa still. They want to call Medusa to see if they can put him on Medusa's show. So we see her backstage, like after the show, she answers the phone and they talk to her about the monster. She remembered Sherman calling from earlier. So, you know, whatever, ask him if he needs to be on his meds or something. And they end up telling Medusa that they're having a party and to stop by and take a look at the monster. Yeah. So she's all. They're going to get rich. She's like ditzy party girl. Medusa is you end yeah, up kind of finding out. As she's, she's pretty vapid. Yeah. The monster and OD are now flipping around the TV stations and the monster gets all worked up. So, for whatever reason, the doorbell rings. There's a cop <clears throat> who wants to arrest the kid for the prank calls from earlier. We've got a warrant to arrest him. <laughs> it's like, come on. I, I thought that was great. They're gonna, they were going to arrest the 11 year old kid yeah. for calling the cops. Exactly. You know? And then the dude's serious about it, too. He's like not trying to scare Sherman, he legitimately wants to put that kid in jail. <laughs> Well, you know, he's got better things to do than arrest kids, apparently, even though he's arresting a kid. This movie, I just love. It's ridiculous from top to bottom, and it doesn't care. Yep, yep. So we flash back over to the TV, and the alien's pleading again about the monster, which gets all upset. The cop hears it and then goes after O.D., Oh, the cop hears it. The monster goes after O.D., smacks the monster. Oh, O.D. smacks the monster to shut up. Sorry, I'm not understanding my own notes. So O.D. smacks the monster to shut up. And then he gets his face eaten off. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Something comes out of it and grabs his face. Uh, And then uh, the cop pulls his gun to come in. The kid throws a grenade and runs away. (laughs) Cop comes in. He's, you know, shaking up. He's walking down the hall. He sees the monster. gets eaten, of course. The kid and uh, the sister are now down in the bunker. They decide to get rid of the monster, you know, because that was a decision that needed made. Uh, they shouldn't have been feeding it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the kid grabs a Tommy gun <laughs> again. Right. He gives it to the sister. They head out of the bunker and they start searching the house. The sister gets upset at O.D.'s puddle of his former self. <laughs> That's how I noted that. <laughs> his puddle on the floor because she can see all his studs and things. Right. So she knows it was him. Uh, the TV comes on and the monster's there. The kid shoots the TV. They go into the parents' bedroom again, calling for their parents. The kid unplugs them and breaks the TV. He's actually being smart. I like I liked the kid. Yeah, the kid, he's the most normal, even though you realize that he's not exactly a normal little kid who like goes around shooting guns and well, is on medication. And since you say that, though, the funny thing about that is you could get into a whole thing where like 
is he actually the normal one the whole time and is the medication because he questions everything the weird people around him are doing Ooh, it's like society or something <laughs> society anyway. see we got all deep about this movie again. <laughs> we did man this one's a deep one <laughs> So, this one's like, just, you gotta tread water in this one. So the daughter ends up throwing back the covers on the parents' bed and sees the, you know, puddle of junk all over the bed, basically. There yeah, like, it's just the ooze and... That it leaves everywhere. Yeah, after it eats people. Consumes them. Consumes them whole. So back in the pool room, we see the monsters watching the TV and hanging out in the pool, having a good time, as, as he would. And uh, he's chanting, TV, TV, TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing at a movie that's on... Yeah, but it's because they've like taught him about music and food and TV and yeah and all this other stuff. So now he's addicted to TV. Exactly. So he's he's laughing at it and watching TV. You know. So the kids come in and they try to sneak up behind him, but Sherman ends up slipping. The the kid he ends up slipping on a puddle of someone <laughs> and falls. He <laughs> <and laughs> turns into puddles after the. Ah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. He probably slipped on Grandpa. Yeah. Um, and we did miss one part here because you mentioned it earlier was when at one point they're running past where Sherman had thrown the uh, grenade in the hallway yeah. and the, there's a big chunk taken out of the wall and it is kind of like even though the wall to me looks pretty clearly painted like it's a set yeah. they went the extra mile to make it look like it's like granite or stone or something it blown does. away from the wall Again, which, which is pretty cool for a detail I, I like that because this movie is campy but it it's not above like no let's make this look right yeah yeah, you can Let's, tell there was definitely some details. It was well planned out. And like everything. it's silly, but it's like no, we're we're gonna make this look like it like it would labor of in real life. life. Yeah, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird tiny detail, but it makes the the world as crazy it is as it is feel real. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, well, it makes it more fun if if nothing else. If nothing else, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So now we're into the last ten minutes here as Sherman was trying to sneak up on him and. Uh, he calls attention to himself by falling. The monster, he calms the monster, but he gets ends up getting grabbed by the leg after the monster notices him. Sister starts shooting the monster while Sherman starts cutting the monster's arm off with a knife that he had, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and then, kid's quick thinking, I like him. The sister yeah. grabs the crazy remote from earlier and uh, she throws it into the pool to electrocute the monster. The, uh, the Pluthar guy from the bo- broadcast, the alien guy that was in the broadcast... He ends up uh, coming out of the TV in the living room and says he's there to destroy the Hungry Beast. And he ends up telling us about him. That's the name of the creature, was the Hungry Beast. We learn it's a pet, like a dog or cat, but eats everything. He explains the whole situation, that basically once they transform, they can't be reformed. Right. So they, it's kind of like if, you know, like a dog bites somebody or yeah, something. Like, you or know, whatever. They, they they hit a certain thing and they, there's no going back Right. From you, you know, if it, the, yeah, you've explained it well So, enough. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get into it. No, but yeah, but it essentially, it is a pet. It's so, an alien pet. Yeah, and he, he gets upset once he learns that it's eaten earthlings. And he says, you know, he's like, he makes some crack that he's going to get fired or something. But he says that if he can take it back alive, he can regrow the people it's eaten. But they would have to live in special aquariums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that's okay. <laughs> I love, okay, so I love this whole section because... He goes, he goes, oh, no, it ate people. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> so this whole thing is like a mundane task. Like, oh, really? It'd be like, oh, that dog get out. I'm going to lose my job. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, that alien monster got out. It ate people. Oh, man. I'm going to get fired. Like, it's so, like, just so mundane of a thing. It's like if a murderer yeah. escaped and <laughs> yes. oh, killed more people. Like, Dang. oh, man. 
man. Like, it's, like, it's like when you get a flat tire. That's how he. That's how he reacted to it. Yeah. And then on top of that, he says, "Oh no, we can fix it." And you, in your mind, before he like finishes his statement, you're like, "Oh good, he can oh, bring cool. he can bring the people back, and yeah. everything will go back to normal." You know, because this is campy, and you're thinking, "Oh, you're gonna have a good ending, you know, a happy ending to this." Right. And you still have to live in special aquariums, and the kids <laughs> look at each other like, what? "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> So I really, that's a really good moment no, there. I love it. It was a funny little, uh, definitely like a good B-movie campy moment. There. Yeah, was, and it's it was great. interesting to note that the alien guy is wearing like a spacesuit. Yeah. And he, even though he's traveled through the no, TV. No, you're right. So. I didn't mention that. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a full helmet on and everything. So yeah. apparently, you know, you would deduce from that that our atmosphere will not let him breathe or whatever. Yeah. So exactly. It, the, yeah, kind of the thing there. So, so we see a car pull up to the house and it's Medusa. She showed up. So she walks up to the house and just lets her cell phone in because, you know, it's a party. She's there to party. So uh, she walks in the living room, sees the alien guy talking to the kids. She thinks that this is the monster that they were talking about. She ends up breaking his helmet, which was a good reason Mac pointed that out. He was wearing a helmet. (laughs) I got you covered, buddy. She cracks it, and that kills him. His head, like, blows up, if I remember right, inside the helmet there. Yeah. And uh, she thinks she, like, helped him out. Like, yeah, like, I just did a good thing, you know? And the, the kids are... Uh, you know, she goes to leave. You know, the kids are obviously upset. Right. Uh, they, she's just made the problem worse. She goes to leave, but she sees the real monster bust through a wall in the living room there. Sherman starts to shoot at it and the, with the alien's gun, the one that the alien guy had brought with him. But it's not working and he can't shoot it. Yeah, Sherman's a pretty sharp kid. Yeah, he knew to grab that. He That's knew to grab smart. that, yeah. Yeah. So then he flies into the monster's mouth screaming and we cut away. So we cut to, after the, all of this. Yeah. I, sorry, I was just going to... No, you're okay. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Yep. But I love... We're watching this right now, and I love anytime somebody beams through the TV uh, an arc of electricity. Like, it looks yeah. like a little lightning, and sometimes it's colored, and sometimes it's, it's like, white or, uh, like, a light blue. Yeah. The effect when people see it, like, you see their reaction to that thing beaming in. It's like a bunch of light, like, soft glowing light, and their hair is, like, blowing in, like, this wind. <laughs> yeah. Because the energy's coming in. And I just think that's, I don't know, there's something about that when I see it. Because I just showed it now when the alien guy walked in, or beams in. I love it. Like, I, I feel like, yeah. oh, I'm there. It's like, a nice I, touch. It is. Yeah. I feel like I can... You know, not to be all stupid, but like I feel like I, I can, can feel, feel the wind yeah. and and like the light coming off it's of that. It's more immersive of an experience. It does because you feel like yeah. this is something fantastical. Yeah. This is something that doesn't happen every day. So again, tiny little tevil- little. devils, levels of detail um, <laughs> make this um, work and make it like immerse you into this little um, weird little microcosm of a world that this is. I just had to mention that because no. that came on and I was like, that's really kind of a cool effect. It's something simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. No, it is. And it's something, but it's effective. It's funny you pointed out because I, I, I guess I did notice that because I know exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't really think about it. You know, but that's the thing about yeah. some of those little details like that. You don't really think about I, them. I like little stuff like that because it doesn't take much to do like really good world building in a movie. And to and to make to immerse people or to make something seem, you know, tiny little stuff that 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 goes the extra mile to build something like, OK, it's sort of happening again and the monster's on and he's trying to use his like giant mouth to suck everybody in to absorb them and like wind is just like blowing past yeah. them and blowing their hair and blowing the plants around them and stuff like that it creates so. a sense of chaos and everything it does too, it's like it, danger it's yeah. like okay there's something scary is is going on and you can kind of sort of feel it so you know another little detail i just noticed because we were a little behind in the movie here where sherman's grabbing the gun and trying to shoot at the guy and stuff uh-huh so a, a little detail here did you notice that sherman put on od's things 
Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't until catch just that now. Until, now. until and just so, now. Yeah, because he was smart enough to see that OD calmed the guy earlier when the when the creature when the creature saw those, he put those on. That's, he put those on. He's smart. See, he's the most like smart normal person in this whole. I thing. don't know if he's the most normal, but he's definitely the most intelligent. So. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, so yeah. So after uh, after you know they we see him flying into the monster's mouth, screaming, and it just sort of cuts away, and then it. You know, come. We wake up. We cut to the guy that dropped Medusa off is sleeping out in the car that he dropped her off in, still out front in their driveway. So, and we see Medusa is the monster that appendage from the monster has Medusa's head on it right. now, which is kind of funny. And uh, and it's in the back seat, waking him up, telling him to go to the studio. <laughs> and then it just kind of cuts to the end credits. That's it. And That's that all we it. get. That's all we get. Uh, I like that ending. I thought it was kind of I funny. love that ending. It's very uh, horror movie. Well, like, it owned what it was. It's going ahead and letting it, you know, kill everything. We don't need a sequel. It doesn't matter. It uh, was just yeah, a we fun don't. little... Yeah, so I can, I don't know if you wanted to say... I wanted to yep. say something about this movie. Yeah. I like this movie, but I'm not sure who it's for. Okay. Because we talked about it. It's very campy. It sort of seems like a kid's... Like, back in the 80s, there was, like, sort of gateway, what I call gateway horror movies, in that they're not exactly, like, gory or too horrific, but there's, like, it's meant for kids. Like, yeah, young but it's, adults. It, yeah, 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 young adults, so it's, like, it's not too, it, it, it's, like, we'll get kids into horror movies, so it's, it's borderline, like, not scary, but yeah. scary enough. Yeah. And it's so there was a lot of movies like that in the eighties. Off the top of my head, I can't really think. of Monster Squad is one of those movies. Yeah. Um, like even Goonies, maybe a bit. Goonies, maybe a little bit. It's not really horror, but it's, it's sort of an really adventure. Yeah. But um, I think there's a movie called The Gate. Oh, that's yeah. like that where there's yeah. a, a hole, they found the a hole in the backyard. Yeah. That's definitely a gateway one where it's like scary, but there's nothing too crazy in it. Yeah. That parents would be like, Nah, you're not watching that. This is sort of like that, but this, again, the themes and the subject matter yeah, are definitely. very adult. So, it's like, I, I'm not sure, I'm like, is this for teenagers? Is this for, I'm not sure who it's aimed at. I and you. I think that's why, because I think a lot of people have never even heard of this movie. Yeah. But, um, I do like it. I do enjoy it. There's not a really a whole lot that happens in this movie. And it feels like this. You remember Tales from the Crypt, that old TV yeah. show? That's yeah. a horror. For those of you that don't know, it was a horror anthology show, and every episode was different. And it was based on the comic, but it was just like little tiny. Uh, I think they were hour-long episodes or half-hour long. Yeah. I can't remember, but they're little horror episodes. So, and it basically, they all, almost all of them had a moral to them, right. sort of. Yeah. It's very Twilight Zone in that way. It was. Yeah. So it's it's like, like a more grown-up Twilight Zone. It's like a more grown-up. It's more horror-based. Like, horror-based. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Twilight Zone That's is, like, right, more yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. And Tales from the Crypt is more horror-based. This feels like an uh, episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it could have been done. Like a yeah. sci-fi anthology show. Like, this what it, this is what it feels like. Only, like, it has a little bit less horror. So it's not... That's This is what it, that the show felt like, to, or that this movie felt like to me. Like, an episode of a horror, like, slash sci-fi anthology show. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they condense some stuff down, you could get it into a tight hour. Yeah, because some of those are pretty campy and stuff, too, where they could yeah. have a similar feeling. Like, some are really so, yeah. dark, yeah. and some are really silly. Like, those anthology shows, they all have... That's what I love about anthology shows, that they all have a different feel to them. Sure. 
You know what I mean? So I, I, I think this was, and that's not an insult at all to no, the show. I, I just yeah. feel like when I was watching this, it's like, you know what? I could see this being an episode of a TV show. Yeah. Like this is just a standalone episode where a creature comes down, it starts eating people, then they try to befriend, brief, befriend it. Yeah. And then it just starts eating people again and it doesn't end well. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. But um, other than that, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I, if I want to recommend this at all. I do. I recommend it. I like it. If, if it sounded like anything you'd be interested in, I'd highly recommend watching it. I think it's fun. Okay. But I'll, I'll take that stance. So. Okay. I, I think I'll do it with like a caveat. Like if you're into like super, super, it's super campy, super corny. Would you agree with that, Peter? It is, definitely. Super campy, super corny in the best way possible. Yes. It knows what it is. It's not, it's not so bad it's good. And it's not, oh, you can't miss this. Yeah. But if you're looking for something a little different, and it's very light, you could watch it. I think it's like 80 minutes, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Hour 22. Yeah. So it's about... Oh, and you know, the big thing, totally forgot to mention. Yeah. This is on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Prime Video streaming, <laughs> you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we'll definitely for, for, mention that so. on Twitter. Yes. I so. just, I meant to mention that at the beginning, and I... Yeah, shame on you, sir. Sorry. You should be you should be ashamed of yourself. Sorry. You're a bad person. Probably. <laughs> don't look at me. Get on that floor. <laughs> no, um no, I okay. I do recommend it with a caveat if it, this is sounds like something if you're into some cheesy like sci fi or slash horror nonsense, then definitely this is for you. But I would say that most people probably would not Oh, it's not a mainstream movie. I agree with you. Yep. That. So, uh, I think that'll do it for us. Peter, is there anything you want to recommend? No, I'm good. Okay. I think we can. I, I'd recommend this movie. So there you go. No. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't think I have any recommendations. Just go ahead and follow us at Twitter at SuperMovieBall. Uh, email us at SuperMovieBall at gmail.com. And definitely visit the uh, website, SuperMovieBall.com, uh, for extra stuff. That we throw up there. We do throw some goodies up there if you guys want to interested. Worth checking out. Yep. Alright, people. See you later. Thanks All for right. listening. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta get my head straight. Oh, fuck. I guess he had... So. There's, uh, there's, like, some more... Sorry. Um, got tongue-tied there. 